Tatu. Our next question, when reading Salah in the Haram, there's usually Janaza Salah performed as well. Is it permissible for women to join the Janaza Salah? Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. We apologize to the listeners of Radio Al-Ansar International and Merkaz Sahaba. There were some gremlins. So we'll just carry on till 10 o'clock. No break at 9.30 because it was a very long break. So we'll just carry on, inshallah, till 10 o'clock. Okay, when people are there in the Haram Sharif in Makkah Mukarrama or in Masjid Nabawi, so in a case like that, now they announce a salah to Alal Amwat. So remember that there is janaza for the people who passed away. The question arises, can ladies, you must remember, read Salatul Janaza. So if they read, it's fine, that it will be valid. But remember, end of the day, for ladies to read for Salat in Makkah Mukarramah, Madinah Munawwara, Masjidul Aqsa, any masjid in the world, best is remember you read at home. You'll get much more reward and so forth and so on. Yes, in Makkah, you have to go inside to perform tawaf and so forth. If you're making Umrah, Safa, Marwa, Sa'i, Madina, you go inside for Riyazul Jannah and to read Salami and so forth. So Majidul Aqsa, you go inside to reap the reward and to see what's happening and all that. But to read the first Salat and make it a habit, that totally discouraged. We must remember that. I have some real very good breaking news here, MashaAllah, and this is coming directly now through the wires let me just read it quickly and so forth so i was just waiting so that we must start and anyway now we are on so you must remember this israeli soldier kidnaps palestinian infant during the offensive in gaza january 1 2024 unknown where the infant is then the next one here is that uh let me just give you the story that came in now yes it yeah uh, this one, yeah, this is from the Jutla paper, Yidioth Aharonot. Nova concert victims sue Israel. 42 victims of October 7 Nova concert have filed a civil lawsuit against the IDF police and Israel's internal security services because you must remember they were the ones supposed to be responsible for security and so forth. Al-Qassam Brigade, during the past four days, our Mujahideen were able to completely or partially destroy 71 military vehicles Subhanallah. Our Mujahideen confirmed that 16 Zionist soldiers were killed and dozens were injured with varying degrees of injury and they carried out 42 military missions that left a number of soldiers dead and wounded. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. Rabbil Alameen. A settler, Israeli public radio. A settler accidentally opened fire on a bus under Elad settlement, wounding three settlers inside. So that also we say, Alhamdulillah, let the Jutla shoot one another and so forth. Hezbollah missile strikes in Shi'olmi early tonight. So meaning now, you must remember the Israeli time and our time is the same, right, in South Africa. It left, this is Hezbollah, it's from Lebanon, we call him Hezbollah Shaitan. It left more than five Zionist terrorists severely injured, according to the statement by the IOF, that is the Israeli officers and what have you. Hamas publishes a footage of their fighters destroying Zionist tanks and militants in Gaza. So all this is happening now as I speak to you, mashallah. And remember that there's some other news breaking here. You must remember 
remember that, you know, our brothers are sending messages, and this is from reliable sources. They're saying that, mashallah, that all the South African diplomats are told to leave Tel Aviv and come back home immediately. So that also is breaking, mashallah. So all these things are happening in that part of the world. Our next question, if I missed my Fajr, both the Sunnah and the Fard, when making qada, must I read it, uh, read the sunnah and the fard together or as I have time? Remember that to must a fajr salat and any fard compulsory salat is a major, major sin. If you look at the four schools of thought, according to Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, rahimahullah, such a person goes out of the fall of Islam, and that is the verdict of majority sahaba. Go open the book written by Hafiz ibn Qayyim al-Jawziyah, the celebrated student of Sheikh al-Islam ibn Taymiyyah, rahimahullah, kitab salat Innahu afada wa ajada fi hadal mawdu, an excellent masterpiece of a book. So that is majority Sahaba's verdict also. They're out of the fall of Islam. We don't pass the verdict on that, but I mention it to show you what a severe and heinous and big crime it is. One, according to the Shafi'is, Maliki's had will apply the death penalty. They'll die as Muslims, but remember, they will be punished by capital punishment. Only Imam Abu Hanifa says you must arrest them al-habs hatta yamut or yatub and place them in par prison till they die or they repent and so forth. So we can see that what a major crime it is. Secondly, the hadith in Bukhari Sharif, when a person misses Fajr Salat, Bala shaitanu fi udunay, the shaitan urinates in both his ears or one of his ears, so it shows that what a terrible thing it is. People now holidays make Gubshub, gubshub means talk nonsense at night and so forth. Sleep 12, 1, 2, 3 o'clock and can never wake up for Fajr. And therefore Allah's curse is on such people. We must be clear on that issue. Now, nevertheless, you woke up after sunrise, 8 o'clock, 9 o'clock, 10 o'clock. So you're making qada. So when you're making qada that time there, so like nowadays here by us, it is 12 o'clock to 10 past 12 is istiwa, 12, 12, 12, 12, 13, around there. So 9, 10, 11 o'clock, you are making qada of your fajr. So then you read it two sunnahs first and then the two faras. If you're making qada after zohar and so forth, after zohar time starts, started and so forth, the sun has passed the zenith, then you make qada only of the two furrows and the sunnah will fall away, but yet that person will be guilty of a major, major crime. We must make sure early to bed, early to rise, it makes a man healthy, wealthy and wise. I am a 23-year-old female, but I have no direction in life. I am depressed and don't know what to do. Mufti Saab, please advise me on how I should get out of the situation. Remember in life, nobody can change you until you yourself want to change. Remember that this is enshrined in the Noble Quran, Chapter 13, Surah Ra'ad, the verse, the chapter regarding thunder, Chapter 13, Verse 11. إِنَّ اللَّهَ لَا يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِقَوْمٍ حَتَّى يُغَيِّرُ مَا بِأَنفُسِهِمْ Verily all Matthew Allah Jalla Wala will not change the condition of a people until and 
unless they change within themselves. So you, my sister, wherever you are, you will get the tabligh ladies. I'm sure you heard of them. So go by them and ask them where they have classes, ta'aleem and so forth. Tell them to give you some books and so forth. And then, inshallah, you attend the classes. They'll give you targheeb and they'll give you some encouragement and so forth. So at least you will get some orientation, direction in life. And you must remember if you are consulting any scholar, so make sure it is a right-tier scholar. You get different types of people today. Some are just there, you know, scholars for dollars. Some will tell you this and that. They will maybe want to take advantage of your situation. Allah forbid. So my advice to be safe wherever you are in Durban, Johannesburg, Cape Town, whichever part of the world, that in that area there, just try and contact the Jamaat ladies, public ladies, and inshallah, they will tell you what way to go forward. And if you are in the Durban area, then my nieces, my sister, and all of them are there as well. My number is 071-888-1184, and you can contact me, and if you want their details, inshallah, then I will pass it on to you, my sister. Can one make wudu with zamzam water? Yes, you must remember, remember to make with zamzam water, you must remember, is totally permissible. But to use zamzam water for istinja, that we wash our privates with it and all that after urinating, defecating, definitely not permissible. Zamzam water today is the best water on the face of the earth. He Habibuna Mustafa Rasulullah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam's hadith in Ibn Majah, Ma U Zamzam that the zamzam water is the water that whatever intention you make you must remember then all Allah Azza wa Jalla will make it effective and so forth Al-Imam Shafi'i Muhammad bin Idris Rahimahullah was born in Gaza Al-Mubarakah at the age of two his father Idris passes away and after the Iddat and what have you so the mother and the family members uncles and them made mashura and they consulted they say let's go to Makkah Mukarramah so he grew up in Makkah Mukarramah he came into contact with Imam Shafi'i with the African teacher dark looking Imam Muslim bin Khalid Azanji and he became Hafiz by him he studied Muhtama Malik by him at the age of 7 he completed Hifs at the age of 10 remember he by hearted Muhtama Malik at the age of 13 Imam Shafi was teaching in the Haram Sharif in Makkah at the age of 15 he gave him permission to issue fatwas now how all this happened Imam Shafi'i rahimahullah himself states when I was in Makkah I used to drink abundant zamzam water and three du'as I used to make specifically every time I drink the zamzam water Allahumma rzuqni ilman wafira Ya Allah give me profound abundant knowledge what knowledge Allah gave him he illuminated the world with his knowledge when the people asked Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal bin Hassan Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal Shaybani so Imam Ahmad bin Muhammad bin Hassan Hanbal Shaybani so tell us about your teacher Ashafi'i Rahimahullah he said Ashafi'i Kashamsili Dunya he is like the sun is to the world S-U-N 
So imagine. So remember, there's the knowledge Allah blessed him with. Second one, he said, I made dua, I must become a Rami, a master marksman in archery and so forth. He states himself, he said, nine times out of ten, I used to hit the bullseye, as we say, the target, I would hit it. And third dua, Ya Allah, grant me genital though. So that also will happen. So he's born, he must remember, 150. He entered Baghdad, 195. 199, he left from there, went to Egypt. In 204 Cairo, he passed away. We've been to his grave, Mubarak, there in Cairo, mashallah. Allah, Jalla Wala, grant his great, great fuqaha and jurists and scholars the greatest rank in Jannat al-Firdaus, Imam Malik, Imam Abu Hanifa, Imam Shafi, Imam Ahmad bin Hanbal, and all the others as well. Remember, their legacy is something too great for us to comprehend and understand. So, Zamzam, drink it and so forth. And make Tadallu. Tadallu means drink so much, so much, that your flanks and your entire body must get saturated with it. So, that is Sunnat al-Nabawiyah. Go open Ibn Majah and that you will find this type of hadith. People who don't drink Zamzam to their full is a sign of nifaq and hypocrisy. Allah protect us. When is the best time to make nikah on a Friday? Before the salah or after the salah? They're speaking of a Friday, so now which is the best time to make nikah? Take the hadith in Tirmidhi. Nikah, announce the nikah. So we have at Marcus Sahaba the voice of Alu Sunnah al Jama'ah, a nikah program on Friday mornings between 10 and 10.30, now run by Mawlana Zahid Khan, mashallah. So those of you who got nikah announcements, please send it to us even tonight, tomorrow, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, no problem. Send it to 084-786-3132 and send it to me also, 071-888-1184. So today I received one in uh, an Anika announcement, mashallah. So you must, I sent it to Mona Zahid. So those of you, mashallah, who got any nikah Friday, Saturday, Sunday, whenever, so just send it to us and send it to me on my phone also, 071-888-1184, a WhatsApp, or on our tablet there, 084-786-3132. So a'alinun nikah Announce the nikah and perform the nikah and the marriage ceremony there in the mosque, in the masajid. I use the English terms because non-Muslim listeners, we want to teach them, inform them about this. Now, when is it better? Before the Jummah, the Friday prayer or after both? But you can put it after the Jummah. Everybody is there. More people will participate in the dua and so forth. But if you are asking which is the best time on Friday, so I was there in Marysburg. My niece's daughter got married two, three, four weeks ago now. So remember, Mona Dawood got married to my niece's daughter. So it was after, it was at 15th, you know, of December. It was a holiday also. So mashallah, so it was a nice situation for us as well. And we had it after Asr. So best time is after Asr. Why? Because it's Sa'ah and Mustajaba. There's the time the du'as are accepted. But if you keep it before, 
Jummah Salat and so forth is fine. You keep it after Jummah Salat is fine. But best of the best will be between Asr and Maghrib, straight after Asr, you have a Qirat, mashallah, you have a short lecture, Nasiha and advice, and then the Nikah and you make Dua. So when the Nikah is performed, then read Barakallahu Lak wa Barakallahu Alaik wa Jama'a Bainakuma Bil Fil Khair. Barakallahu Lak wa Barakallahu Alaik. Allah grant you Barakah blessings from all directions. Wa Jama'a Bainakuma Fil Khair. And Almighty Allah Jalla Allah keep you always in Khair and goodness. The Hadith in Abu Dawood. So these are the type of du'as we must make for the newly wedded couple, mashallah. Can I use a normal belt to hold my ihram? No, ye in Pretoria, one of my cousins and family members, you know, we members got all this 45 cutting business. So one day I was uh, in Pretoria, or oh yeah, I can't remember exactly, but I know these guys, they make manufacture belts and so forth. So he realized that we go for Umrah, we go for Hajj. So he sent me one nice big belt and white in color. So I asked him, Ikoro, I, for what you sent me? He said, no, I enjoy ihram life, for your ihram, you see. So I said, very good. And I used to use it. So you wear a normal belt, is fine. Our people are naive and simple, you know. In the Hajj kitabs and that is written, you mustn't wear stitched clothes. So stitched clothes don't mean literally stitch. It means your normal clothes. You can't wear kurta, you can't wear izar, you can't wear underwear, all that for the men. For the, uh, you can't wear shirt and trouser and safari suit and all that so that is what is meant don't mean literally stitch you must remember that so then you wear normal belt totally fine because it's black in color white in color brown in color all fine no problem and especially you guys who are there now and you're going to perform umrah and you buy that velcro once you know which just tucks on sometimes that thing falls down you know it's dangerous so rather on top of that you put a nice belt also so you know then as all systems go then you don't have problems and so forth you don't want no embarrassment there you know it can be very very big problems there so Allah make easy for all and accept the Umrah and Ziyarat Permissible for females to wear niqab while reading Salah question this is to do with Makkah Mukarramah Medina Munawwara if the lady is reading Salat in South Africa New Zealand Australia Europe America any part of the world and it's only ladies there so then we will tell her you open your face and you don't read Salat with the niqab and so forth but if you are speaking of the Haramain Sharifain Makkah Mukarramah Medina Munawwara you know every two three hundred meters five hundred meters there are cameras there and those cameras are monitored by men. I went inside there to go see how they monitor it and everything. In Masjid Nabawi, very few people know right at the bottom there's a basement there. And from there they control the cameras, from there they control the umbrellas, from there they control the mics. And 10 kilometers, 12 kilometers away from there they control the aircons. They took us there in a conference. Twice we went there also. So mashallah to see all these places. So you must remember all the men they monitor all these things there yeah? so likewise in Makkah Mukarramah that everywhere there are cameras so for you my mother sisters that I told you this and today one brother sent me a question and said that please tell us you must remember about the ladies must they wear stockings or must they wear socks so when they 
performing the tawaf and umrah. They must wear stocks, stockings, stockings or socks, whatever is comfortable for you, but you must wear that. Second one is this, must you wear niqab? Yes, you must wear niqab. Why? Because the men who are monitoring the cameras and that they can see how beautiful, how attractive you are and gorgeous you are and so forth. And then, you know, some of you, you got your lipstick and dubstick and Allah alone knows what, what things you all use. You all know better than me all your bills issues there. So you can't do all that and expose your face there when all these cameras are glaring in your face and all that. So you just wear your niqab and your, that's for Makkah, Medina because it's an abnormal situation. For security, they have all that there. And in your own places, so there you remove the niqab, the face cover, and then you perform and read your salat. I put aside lilla monies every month that I use for the purpose of maintaining a particular masjid. Now this money, the amount has reached, uh, uh, you know, uh, an amount that qualifies me to pay zakah. Must I pay zakah on this money also considering that it is being reserved for masjid maintenance? Excellent question. Let me give you three maslas here. People are saving money so they can perform umrah. People are saving money so they can perform Hajj. You were saving money in your, you understand, safety box or whatever, or in some tin or whatever for maintenance of ABC Masjid. So now it's still in your possession and so forth. So that money you are saving for your Umrah, for your Hajj, or for the maintenance of ABC, XYZ Masjid. So must you pay Zakat on it? Yes, you have to pay Zakat. Even though you're saving it for Hajj, even though you're saving it for Hajj, for Umrah, or you are saving it, you must remember to spend on a Masjid, the house of all Allah, Zakat is compulsory. But once you give it to the Masjid, the Masjid is Waqaf, and you must remember belongs to all Allah, it goes on to to their account so they got 100,000 200,000 500,000 on that organization on that Darulum there will be no Zakat on them because that is for the Masjid that is for the Darulum and it doesn't belong to any particular person it belongs to that organization which is Waqaf so we need to draw a distinction and a dichotomy between the two likewise another question I came today also you must remember that the agent one agent sent to me he said that by the 4th of January is cut off date for those people who are already accredited to go for Hajj. So that is what that agent sent to me. And that is this week Thursday. So which agent must they go with? You understand? You make istikhara and see, read Allahumma khirli waqtarli. Oh, beloved Allah, you select the best for me and you choose for me. Hadith in Tirmidhi. I personally will just recommend three. Number one is fly well here. The Pretoria one, Abu Bakr, Briggs, Musa, Akudi is there with him. So, mashallah, that's a good team. We perform Hajj with them many, many times. Second one will be TTW Travel and Tour World, Brother Ashraf Parak and them. They, they got Mona, Abu Bakr, you understand, Amiji and them. So, you can go with them. Or Khidmatul Awam, my brother here, Ismail Osman, Miley, or Formas, you understand. So, Dawood Simpson and so many other ulama are there with them and so forth. But we will never recommend that you perform Hajj with such Mulvis and such people.
people who closed the masajid and the mosque and went to court it's friends of the court to close the mosque and they are the people remember who went to church and they can't even say the shias are kuffar publicly so these kind of people we will never ever recommend you to go for hajj with them you will just spoil your hajj so that is our recommendation and suggestion and you can quote me in any part of the world 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 if a cat or any animal has cancer or is terminally terminally ill, can we do euthanasia? Remember, euthanasia, euthanasia, mercy killing, call it whatever you want to. In animals, is totally permissible, but human beings, totally haram. If somebody's father, mother, some person, Muslim, is very, very ill, critically ill, the doctors say we can't do anything, you must remember this. So Mustafa, Rahmatulil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi taught us the following dua. Allahumma in kanatil hayatu khayralahu fa'ahihi. Oh, beloved Allah, if life is better for this person, give him life. Wa in kanatil wafatu khayralahu fatawafahu. And if death is better, to give him death 2002 so you must remember it was I went for Masjid Al-Aqsa we fastened a haram there in 2002 then we came there from Palestine to Jordan Jordan Jeddah Mecca and then we wanted to come there to Medina we came but I wanted to make Jumma there in Masjid Nabawi and so forth I said no I am here so anyway, I'm cutting a long story short. So my cousin there is Ismail in Jeddah. So I told him, he said, you will never make it. Even by plane, you won't make it. A flight from Medina to Jeddah because you're on A-Egypt. And you know, then it's a big rigmarole there at the airport. So I'll send my driver. And then after Salam, straight away, you'll go to the car and you leave. You'll make it then. So that's what we did. And then when I reached Jeddah, we got our boarding pass. I phoned him. He said, no, you must phone home. There's some emergency. Your brother is critically ill, Abdul Ghaffar. So I phoned and then, you know, cut long story short, they told me that he's in hospital and very bad. So I told them that, see, that, yeah, I'm in Jeddah. I'm going to Cairo. I'll phone you from Cairo. So there again, they gave us hotel and whatever you. I phoned from there. And then I told them, fine, I'm landing this time and you don't do anything till I come. So I landed here Saturday, and from the airport state, we went to hospital. I met the doctor. He was an African doctor. So what the gentleman he was. So I told him, Doc, give it to me straight, you know, that uh, I'm the head of the family, and please give it to me straight. I'm sharing this with you. There's lessons for you to learn. So, you know, just tell me. He said, your brother, we can't do really anything much. He's very, very bad, critical condition. But let us just see. So I said, okay. I gave him all the details and so Sunday morning early, he phoned, he said, I want you here in half an hour. So we were there. So he said, see, I need this bed and we can't do anything. So what do you want I must do? I said, you switch off the machine. So you must remember, I'm telling you, you switch it off. I'm the head of the family. You switch off the ventilator and whatever else you want to do. You know your job, you do it. He said, okay, I'll come back. I said, dog, give us three, one hour. 
He said, I give you three hours. What a gentleman. So he said, but when I come after three hours, I don't want anybody. I said, fine, we got the deal. So we called the whole family. Everybody made their dua and everything. And lo and behold, he came and I took everybody out before that. So you see the lesson you must learn. If your father, mother, anybody is in that condition, no sense getting on, getting on with the ventilator. We believe from the inner recesses of the heart, ventilator, no ventilator. My mother passed away while the ventilator was on. So you must remember in 1997. So you must remember death will come on the appointed time. So that is our unanimous belief. So you must just give permission when they can't do anything and so forth. No sense just causing more cleave to the person and so forth. So that's what I did for my brother. So I want you to learn this type of lessons. No euthanasia in Islam. So we cry, we beg, we petition all my Allah. Allahumma in kanatil hayatu khayrallahu fa'ahyihi wa in kanatil wafatu khayrallahu fatawafahu. Ya Allah, if life is better, give life to this person. If death is better, give death. <laughs> I told you all that story how many times. My one connection told me, you don't go here and there. This janaza tonight. I said, okay, I'll wait. That lady left for three, four years after that. I asked him, doc, what happened? He said, no, my prognosis. I like this word of these doctors, you know. They shoot us with big, big words. We have to go check up in the dictionary what it means. So the prognosis was wrong and so forth. So everything, you where you meet only Allah gives life Allah alone gives death nobody can give life and death besides all Allah Azza wa Jalla as a non-Muslim I used to celebrate my birthday which is on New Year's Day as a Muslim now I don't celebrate birthdays can I do anything special on the day that I embraced Islam every year when this day comes my brother, what you must do is, you were a non-Muslim, used to enjoy your celebrations, you know, in Afrikaans, and that they say, we once had a queer jol you understand? We had a big party, the wine and the dine and the swine and everything was there. Allah, Jalla wala, my brother, my sister, gave you Islam. Go to Quran. That is what you must do today after 10 o'clock. So chapter 8, verse 38. Chapter 8, Surah Anfal, verse 38. And see what Allah teaches us. Qul lil-lazina kafaru. You, ya Rasulullah, O Mustafa, sallallahu alayhi wa address humanity and tell the non-Muslims, if you abstain from your blasphemy, from your polytheism, idol worship, you am Embrace Islam, Allah's benevolence, Allah's magnanimity. The sins of the past are forgiven. You're like a newborn baby. And then Mustafa, Rahmatulil Alameen, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, further elaborated and said, Innal Islama yahdimu makana qabla. Islam extends, expunges and removes the sins of the past and so forth and so on. So we must be clear on all these type of issues here. So that the hadith in Mishkat Sharif. So you are my brother. Don't wait for the day you became a Muslim or wait for New Year's Day and so forth. Every
somebody they make it part oh by me I'm doing for 40 40 50 years with Allah's help so you must remember that you I tell you this so it will inspire you inshallah every day read two rakat salat every day after Zohar or after Maghrib after Isha whenever it's convenient just say Allah I'm performing this two rakat salat shukran lillah out of thanksgiving and gratitude to you ya Allah you conferred so many bounties and favors upon me I can never ever pay you enough and be thankful enough Allah says la in shakartum la azidannakum if you are grateful then I will increase my bounties and favors upon you so you mustn't wait for once in a year my brother every day say ya Allah for the rest of my life I will read two rakat of gratitude to you for your love and your pleasure chapter 14 surah Ibrahim verse 7 that will be our response to you my brother I follow the Shafi madhab if I am going away for 14 days I cannot shorten my salah but can I make jump? Oh, my brother, sister, you're confusing issues and you are going blowing your fuses in the process. You say you are a Shafi'i, but you don't understand Shafi'i school. You're confusing it with the Hanafis. So now you are a person, let's take a place here, you understand, Bosman. Oh, you are in Cape Town. Oh, you are in Kimberley, the holy city, H-O-L-E, not L-Y, because they got the big hole there, the diamonds, but the British and the enemy stole half of that also. So anyway, you call Hinur and what and what and all that. So you must remember this time, Chor Bazaar, the Shashita rule of India, he belongs to the Congress party, he say, they call it Chor Bazaar. They stole our things from India, and they kept it in their museums there. So they looted it. And loot not to Hindi or Urdu here, but it is now included in the English lexicon and dictionary. A Urdu word, Hindi word came into English. Anyway, so let's carry on now. So you must remember that regarding you, now you're traveling somewhere. Now when you reach your destination, okay, so if you are going to stay in that destination, it's 100 kilos, 200 kilometers away from your hometown, and you're going to stay there for four nights and more, so five, ten, six nights and whatever, then according to the Shafi'is, Malikis, Ambalis, then from day one, after you reach your destination, you must read the full Salat. So Qasr Salat, to shorten the prayer, according to Shafi'is, Malikis, Ambalis, is only applicable if you went to a place and stayed there one day, two days, three days, and so forth. But once you're going to stay there, that's your intention for four nights and four days and more, then you must read full Salat. Fajr 2 and 2, Zohar 4-4-2, and you must remember, or 2-2-2-4-2, two, 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 because Shafi say before Zohar 2, is Sunnah Muakkada and so, and anyway, then Asr, you read 4, Maghrib 3 and 2, Isha, you read 4, 2 and 3 like that. 
because you have to read full salat. So that is the Shafi'i school, Maliki, Hanbali school. And then according to Hanafis, now that is your confusion. Hanafis say if you are traveling 100 kilos, 200 kilos, you reach your destination and from the time you departed from home, you said you're going to stay in that place for 10 days, 9 days, 8 days. So 14 nights and less, then you musafir, you travel only according to Hanafis. And if you stay in a place for 15 nights and more, so remember you must read full salat. See, I will be in Durban this week. Wednesday night, Sufi Masjid, Lennon Road, inshallah, after Maghrib, Hafiz Uwais. So one night, Wednesday. Thursday night, Masjid Mahmood, where Maulana Badat and them are. All programs after Maghrib. So two nights. Then Friday, Juma Vellam, where Maulana Dawood, Wahid, and Maulana Abid and them are. So there, Vellam, Kuwatul Islam Masjid. So we'll be there. And at night, we're in Stenger. So there, where Maulana Musa Ji is, the Jami Masjid Stenger. So three nights. That's Friday night. Saturday night, we will be there, Rendell's Road, Nurul Huda. So that is, you must remember, that area there, Rendell's Road, and Maulana Abdul Azim is there. So four nights. Then Sunday, Sunday evening I come back. So you must remember, according to Hanafis, I'm Musafir. But if you take Shafi and them, I'm spending four days, four nights, you must remember, and more. So then I must read full Salat if I'm following the Shafi, Maliki, Hanbali school because I got four full nights and more there. So remember, but Hanafi, so I'm Hanafi, so I just read Qasr Salat, remember that. So that is how you understand it. Now regarding the masla of jam'an wa qasran, that when can you combine and can you shorten the prayer? Al-Imam shafii was a genius. He said, Inna ni'mata la tanalu bil mahzur. These bounties of Allah and concessions of Allah cannot be obtained via haram. A person goes and rob a bank and is a Muslim or he's involved in drugs and so forth and the drug merchants put him away and so forth because he doesn't want to pay them their money. So he's not shaheed, nothing. Why? Because he's involved in the crookering business, stealing in the bank, getting involved in drugs and what and what and all these kind of things. So then the laws of shahadat and shaheed will not apply. So if you are traveling brother, sister, shafis, humbalis and them, and you're going for to see a soccer match, cricket match, and all these haram activities, you're going to see some big film, some big uh, some musical festival. So you can't make jama, you can't combine the salat, you can't make qasr, nothing according to shafis, humbalis. So you should know that there. But if your journey is a permissible journey, <coughs> you're going to visit your in-laws, you're going to visit your outlaws and whoever else you must remember, meaning your family members. Then, according to Shafi's, Ambali's, Maliki's, you make Jam'an wa Qasran. <coughs> Jam'an means you read Zohar and Asr during Zohar time. You read Zohar and Asr in Asr time, so that is fine. Maghrib and Isha in Maghrib time. Maghrib and Isha in Isha time. Hanafis don't allow all this. <coughs> Hanafis say you must read all five daily salats on the specific times. Inna salata kanat al mu'minina kitabam mawquta. According to the Hanafi jurists and scholars, because traveling is not easy, so if you really want to make jama, you want to combine, you make jama fi'ali, jama suri. You say, for example, I, I'm just using times at random now, right? 
So now you delay your Maghrib Salat. Let's say 7 o'clock is Maghrib, right? So you read your Maghrib Salat, say 8.10, 8.5, 8.10, like that, around that time there. So in the ending time, or because you're Musafir, you're a traveler. So when Maghrib time is about to expire, just before that five, ten minutes, you read and perform your Maghrib Salat. Then when the Isha time starts, immediately you read your Isha. So you read your Maghrib in the ending time, and you read your Isha in the beginning time of Isha. So Hanafis will allow that, but to take Asr and Zohar and read both in Zohar time, or both in Asr time, that's not permissible. Maghrib and Isha, both in Maghrib time, or both in Isha time, Hanafis don't allow that. for your Monday evening program from non-Muslims. I, I didn't hear the question, Molana. Speak again. Why don't you take questions from this Monday evening program from non-Muslims? That you'll get the questions, that you all should be asking the questions there. I don't know which questions you'll get. So the ball is in your people's court. You must remember that. You got questions from non-Muslims, you must take. And tomorrow morning, for 4 o'clock, there will be azan, and 5 past 4, I'm here in the studio. And remember, I will explain to you one, two verses of the Noble Quran, give you the news, views, and interviews, and all that, inshallah. And thereafter, the lines are open, and it's especially for non-Muslims, Monday night also, anytime you want to ask, even now you want to ask, you got about eight, nine minutes left, you got any questions from non-Muslims, pose the questions, Molana. we got nothing to hide. Our next question, um, I would like to know, the Taliban fought for Islamic Sharia, are the Hamas fighting for Islamic Sharia or are they fighting for their land? Remember that Hamas are a Muslim Islamic resistance movement because your Israel, your Israel, your Jutlas, Harami, Zionist Jews stole the land of Palestine. They occupied it. They came there in 45, 46, 47 as squatters and invaders. And they had three gangs that were masquerading and massacring the Palestinians. The Stern Gang, the Irgun Gang, and the Haganah Gang. And then in 48, you must remember that that 14th of May the rogue apartheid terrorist Nazi regime of Israel was established so you take from 47 Hamas only came on the scene in 1987 40 years later Sheikh Ahmed Yassin who was shaheed and martyred by Ariel Sharon the butcher of Beirut and the war criminal murdered him and then he was in Sakarat for 8 years that is Ariel Sharon the mass murderer and war criminal. So don't blame Hamas for anything when you all occupied the land for 75 years. So once Hamas has their control, they will implant, implement the Sharia law to the best of their ability and so forth. But you are the Haramis and mass murderers and the whole world is seeing who the super terrorists are. Taliban also have not applied Sharia properly across the board. So they also now concess- giving concession here, concession here, 
clear concession here because politics is at play. You see, they're building ties now with China, with Iran, with this one, with that one. Their main aim now for the Taliban, they want to be recognized by the United Nations. Whereas if you are true Muslims, you don't bother of United Nations or United States. You tell them, go to hell. You must remember that. Like how we speak, you must remember, we don't have to bother of anybody. Let them listen to us, you must remember. And then we will tell them what our rules are. So Hamas say, Imma shahada, ihdal husnayin, what Quran says. That Imma shahada, wa Imma al-zafar wal ghanima. Either we will beat you, Jutlas, and we'll take over the whole of Israel and the booty and spoils of war, or either you must remember we will be martyred and we will die with honor. If you know the inside information, my brother, sister, you're a Jutla who posed that question. So you must remember that, that they are begging Egypt, the Egypt, the Israeli government. They're begging Qatar tell Hamas, there must be a ceasefire. We're losing too many men. We're losing too many personnel. The people in Israel, Jutlas, Jews, Zionists, they have consensus. 90% of them, they want Bibi Netanyahu, the crime minister, out of power, and they want elections because, remember, if they get hold of him, they will lynch him and they will circumcise him again. You must remember that. But he uses the police and the army me and all the security personnel but that is the truth of the matter they really want to cease fire Hamas says Yahya Sinwar he's the master tactician he's the master strategist under tunnels he runs the whole show Muhammad Daif runs the show on top of the ground and Ismail Haniya runs everything and Khalid Mashal I met half of them quarter of this Hamas and so forth they run the show from Qatar and so forth and so on so you must remember that so what they say yes we will have ceasefire according to our terms and our terms are this Hamas is telling Israel America and the whole world we give you all your hostages 140 150 200 whatever it is because they captured so many others as well we'll give all of them no conditions there from our side but you must release all our prisoners as well so whether they are long term or short term or the ones you kept there illegally detention without trial so fair very fair it is but the Haramis don't want to listen so Hamas say you don't want to listen so we send your personnel and your soldiers straight to hell and remember in their diapers they are urinating defecating running away some of you I sent out the message today is what Monday on Saturday or Sunday I sent it out one youngster Jutla he went 30 days to jail he said me I'm not going you can go to hell so they put him 30 days in jail refused to go and fight in Gaza I sent this whole article out on all the groups on Twitter and Telegram and all that so that is the truth we must remember any non-Muslim still you got time fire up your questions my program any word you must ask questions we got no censorship there and Mohalid you must remember that also take questions from the non-Muslims you got no problem in our next question, can a parent consume the meat of his child's aqiqah? 
Today your baby was born Monday, so before sunset, so Sunday is the seventh day, you slaughter for a baby boy two goats or two sheep, or for a baby girl one goat or one sheep. So you, the parents, you want to eat from there, totally permissible, no problem in that. The only thing you must remember is the following regarding akika. Imam Shafi and them, they say that the akika meat must be given to Muslims and not non-Muslims. And Hanafi say whether it's Aqiqa or whether it's Qurbani meat, it can be given to Muslims and non-Muslims. So that is the academic discussion. Another issue which Imam Shafi was a genius, Mujtahid, you know, and this is not something that's Sunnah or something, but it was a rai, an opinion of Imam Shafi, Tafa'ul, a good omen. He said when you have the Aqiqa animal, you slaughtered it. Don't make ten ten slices of it and so forth. Leave it as big big chunks. So we ask Imam Shafi when I say we ask Imam Shafi we read his books and we read the books of Allama Nawawi so what is the wisdom of Shafi he said no parent wants to see his son or daughter the arms are in one place the feet are in one place like what the Jutlas Haramis are doing to our babies and children and our people there in Gaza bombing them and their limbs are now scattered in different directions. So this is tafa'ul. Keep it in big chunks. Ya Allah, always keep my son, daughter protected from all type of mishap, misfortune, accidents and so forth. It's not a sunnah. It's just something adab and etiquette that he suggested. The most important you must know regarding akika, Muslims only must eat and not non-Muslims. You can't give non-Muslims. That is Shafi Ambali and them Hanafi say whether it's Qurbani meat even Qurbani according to Shafi you can't give non-Muslims but Hanafi say whether it's Qurbani Akika you can give to Muslims and to non-Muslims last question Mona Khalid in the last question uh, what's the criteria for a person to accept Lilla can it be given even to a millionaire Remember, lilla money you can give to anybody, millionaire, billionaire, trillionaire, anybody. Only one person you can't give lilla and money and goods and so forth, and that is a harbi. I can't take one rand, five rand, thousand rand and give a jutla who is there in uniform fighting against our brothers, sisters. We call them harbi. We are at war with them. For them, you can't give them anything. You must remember that, that we must not support them. And therefore, again, we are reiterating this McDonald's and your KFC, even if it's Muslim-owned, it's all haram. That is our fatwa verdict for past five, ten years. You must remember that. And whether you are in Makkah Medina is all haram. That Saudis, when you're going to rely on them, the traitors and sellouts, Murtad bin Shaitan calling the shots there. So you must boycott this American company, Starbucks and all, and boycott all those Israeli products and so forth. We must bring them to their knees. Remember that. Your Haaretz newspaper carried an article. I mentioned it to you this morning. The psychiatrists are packing up from Israel and they're leaving for Britain and where and where. So the pain is already one million jutlas already made. They left, but farewell to Israel. So no more aliyah, no more people entering Israel and exodus is taking place and they're leaving. Inshallah, 
are our six million, seven million Palestinians in the diaspora, all will be back in their homeland. Inshallah, we conclude today's Q&A. Jazakallah khair to you, my brother Maulana Khalid, and my brother Bonface. What do you say, Bonface? The podcast is two parts or four parts? Three parts. Okay, he made it three parts. The Bonface, he come from Malawi. He say, no, we don't want even numbers. We take odd numbers. Allah loves odd numbers. So three parts, he says. So anyway, that we will send it out, inshallah, next half an hour, 45 minutes, inshallah. So let's conclude today's Q&A. All of you say, ameen. Allahumma jdud wat ataka ala juyushi israeliyin wa juyushi amerikiyin wa juyushi a'da'iddin oh Allah you tighten your grip on the Israeli defense force the American army and the people who are there who are fighting and those who are there from other countries you decimate them destroy them annihilate them ya rabbal alameen ameen so next up inshallah my brother Bon face tells me it's a lecture by Mufti Muhammad Ali Falahi make your house a home of happiness and peace you stay in a house the house must become a home and the home must become a place of peace tranquility serenity so that is what Islam teaches so next will be the Urdu lecture it's about 65-66 minutes and inshallah tomorrow morning 4 o'clock brother Shafat Ahmad Khan our Junaid Mutari I will come down at 4.05 and inshallah we will give you the tafsir commentary and then news, views, interviews and then Q&A primarily for you non-Muslims so you send in your questions thick and fast and you will have an opportunity so wake up early and inshallah you will benefit Amin. Jazakallah khair to all of you. Make dua for this sana as well. Amin. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.